A Bucking Spurs podcast is brought to you by Eavesdrop Studios Podcast Network at eavesdropstudios.com, where eavesdropping is okay as long as you tell everybody what you heard. San Antonio, Spurs Nation, what is up? Cata la boca, shut up, because you're listening to a bucking Spurs podcast where we serve up the nasty. A very special treat for you today. Today's episode is going to be centered, of course, around the Kawhi Leonard trade with DeMar DeRozan and where the San Antonio Spurs are at right now as an organization moving forward. Now, very special treat for you guys. Today is a three-part interview session with Big Papa Trejo. Big Papa Trejo, my dad. Yeah, he's in the house. He's been through it all. He's been through the David Robinson era, the Tim Duncan era, the short and brief Kawhi Leonard era. And uh, we're going to hear his take on the Spurs basketball and and kind of what his attitude is moving forward. Then we're going to hear from Senor Stevie Esteban, Mr. Steamy Stevie himself, Steven Garcia, is going to be in the house to discuss his very strong viewpoints on the trade, on Kawhi Leonard, and NBA players in general. Yeah, uh, Steamy Stevie gets a little steamy on his perspective. We'll say that. I'm not going to give it all away, but definitely a fun interview there. And then we're going to close it out with our Spurs diplomat over there in Los Angeles, our mole in the hole, if you will, uh, our Spurs fan that's keeping his ear to the ground, planting his flag in the sands of Hermosa Beach and uh, Santa Monica Boulevard, always representing in California, is Philip Boo, hanging out with us, talking about what Kawhi Leonard and Danny Green has meant to to us as, as an organization. Uh, Philip has been a long time Spurs fan as well. Um, so three very different perspectives on the whole situation in general. It's going to be a fun listen. Thanks for stopping by. Now, let's get to it. But first, Sirenova, drop my beat. my dad here big papa trejo in the house what's going on dad doing great doing great robert uh here 9 30 nights trying to get trying to get going here tonight but uh what's up what's going on you, you have time to squeeze in before you uh tear up the dance floor yeah yeah well, i'll give you a few minutes i got people waiting but there's always time for my boy what <laughs> what and and the spurs and the Spurs. And that's always right. the Spurs. Always time for the Spurs. See, see, that's what I'm talking about. That's you. You. You come from a generation, Dad, where you put the team 
before yourself. See, there you go. You're putting the Spurs before your your night of fun. And these type of these type of players nowadays, they're they're very they're very into themselves and the brand. That 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 team first mentality is it's 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 gone, man. It's a rare thing. Well, we look, we look at what it is today. Today is the money. It's all for the money. It's all for the fame. It's all for the individual glory. Very few players now think of, you know, what's good for the team, what's right for the team, what's right for the town. You know, the town's most important because they, they're the ones that love you. They're the ones that going to support you, you know, especially when you start from scratch. You know, you, you, you tend to make a lot of friends as, as you're growing up. Yeah. No, yeah, it's it's that's something that gets lost is how that fan base really supports you. So, hey, Dad, so tell me, how pissed off were you that Kawhi Leonard is actually gone now? Well, you know, I was I was upset, very upset. But, you know, I think they prepared us long enough to know what was going to eventually happen. We, I mean, the worst part about it is just, like anything else, just waiting to happen, waiting to happen. You know how it is. It's like you, you're at the doctor's office. You're waiting to go see the doctor. The wait is worse than the actual, you know, five minutes he's going to see you and charge you 60 bucks for five minutes. But, you know, <laughs> you know the, the worst part is just getting prepared, getting prepared for the bad news that's coming, you know, and it's, it's you're happy that it's over. You know, I, I'm glad it's over and, you know, let's move on. It's, it's it's time to move on. And, you know, Spurs have been great before Kawhi, and they'll be great after Kawhi. You know, that's that's just the way it is. It's going to be like that no matter what. Yeah, it, you know what? You're right. As long as we have Pop and RC and the organization doing their thing, um, we should be okay. I kind of wanted to ask you, you know, Timmy's been gone now for a few years and, and Tony and Tony is now in Charlotte. Manu is still up in the air and, you know, now, now we're going to watch Spurs games for the first time in almost 20 years where the only guy we can really count on is Pop, you know, who probably only has a few years left. Like, how weird is it going to be watching games this season when I believe the only person the only people that we have returning from the 2014 championship is patty mills and and now bellinelli yeah it's gonna be awkward it's gonna be it's you know we always want to see something half full or half empty you know see how that glass is but you know it's 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 changing times and uh it's time for for younger stars to come up, as we've seen last year, the last season. I mean, I enjoyed I enjoyed seeing Boston. I enjoyed seeing Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. The the young kids that are coming up, uh, I don't know. They seem to have more heart, you know, more heart nowadays. I mean, I don't know. Maybe, yeah, money has to do a lot, but you know, you see those smaller franchises, and you know, they're 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 up there. I mean, they're enjoyable to watch. You know, it's it's. I think it's going to be great this year. Uh, it, you know, this it, it, we're not going to have the icons we had before, but you know, I think it's going to be enjoyable. I mean, we're not going to expect much out of them, you know. But hey, look at last year. Look at last year. We we we. I enjoyed watching them last year. I mean, we we knew 
that, you know, our backs were against the wall, you know, without Kawhi thinking that we did have him, you know, we, we maybe could have gone to a championship. You never know, but, uh, but it was enjoyable. You know, I, 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 I still made time to watch it and, and I'll make time again this year. You know, I, I, I want to see the young players start all over again. I, I want to see who's the next Kawhi because he will, another Kawhi will come again. I guarantee you there'll be another one popping up sooner or later. Yeah, man, you, you, <laughs> that's why I like talking to you, dad. You just, you get me so optimistic about the, about the future, but I agree if, if we, we, we've done that since day one, we've developed players. We developed Tim Duncan. We developed Parker, Ginobili, Kawhi, Danny Green, Bruce Bowen, you know, all these guys that have come and gone. It's not like they came into the league and set the the league on fire, except for Tim Duncan, maybe, and David Robinson. But since then, there will be young guys. There will be guys waiting. You're absolutely right about that, waiting for that opportunity. Yeah, most def- most definitely, most definitely. Uh, you know, I, I this this trade we just had. I mean, uh, DeRozan. I mean, I don't think he's young. I, I think he's middle aged, maybe. Uh, mm. uh, but. He's 28, you know, so, you know, he's still seasoned. I mean, it's not like he's a brand new guy, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, we want to see somebody that can develop and stay there. And I know it's not Toronto. I think, I think San Antonio step up from Toronto, Mm -hmm. but uh, he's going to find out that the love he's going to get here, he's going to be surprised you know, it, we, we embrace everybody that comes in, you know, I, you know, anybody who wants to be part of San Antonio, the, the town embraces them and we have championships to back us up. That's a good thing. We've got a, we got the best coach out there, you know, and pop and, and uh, we've got a great system, you know, it's that, and, and that never fails. You know, you play defense, you always have a chance. Always have a chance. DeRozan is going to be, I think he's going to be good. I think he's going to be positive. It's going to be something we're going to be able to use, you know, but, uh, but you know, we, we still got to wait for the new guys to come in. And, you know, we had a bunch of new guys last year, and yeah, surprisingly, they were great. You know, yeah. I, 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 I was happy to see a lot of that young talent. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, I agree. You know, I, I think you're right. Like, last year, we overachieved. Like we had our back against the walls. Like, we don't even know what's going to happen. We don't have our our MVP caliber player and we still, you know, and that's the, great. And we still made, and the that's great. yeah, that's great. That, you know, and, and that's, you know, it's like going to see a movie, a scary movie. And it's like, Oh man, I want to go see that scary movie. You never know what's going to come out of, <laughs> come out of the closet, but you know what? You want to go see it, you know? And, 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 uh, you know, I, I'm going to, I'm going to be, I'm going to be enthusiastic, positive to go and see what happens this year. Now that, uh, now that, Kawhi's gone, and we can settle in, relax, enjoy the game, and let's see let's see him start all over again. I, I think I think they'll be great. I mean, of course, the powers are still out there. Golden State, you know, be good. Lakers, uh, you know, they'll be good. But Golden State's, you know, still the team to beat. Will always be. Mm-hmm. Next year will be a different thing. But this year, I think they're still going to be the team to beat. And uh, you know, as, as long as we make the playoffs, I'm happy. I, I can I'm happy as can be. Yeah. No, yeah, I agree. Right now we're just we're going to ride the wave. We're going to ride the wave. 
You know, we're we're gonna see where Demar takes us, what a possible Demar DeRozan and Lamarcus Aldridge combination can give us. And the thing is, we're the Spurs. Nobody ever counts us in, <laughs> except for San Antonio. We know that we know what to expect, and that is consistent basketball. You know, so. Yeah. You never yep. know. You never know. Like, yeah, we were the seventh seed and we played the Warriors in the first seed. Um, The Warriors were the second seed and we played them in the first round. But even even then, nobody wants to play the Spurs in the playoffs. Right. That's correct. That's right. And, and you know, and, and, and I, I think we can only build up from here. I mean, I, I don't think we're going to go lower. If anything, we're just gonna get better. Mm-hmm. Every year, we're gonna get better. Now, I mean, it's, it's it's I think there'll be young players want to come and play with us, and you know, for as long as Pop is there now, you know, when Pop leaves, that's another conversation. But 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 for now, for now, I I think uh, the fans have a lot to cheer for. Uh, there's you know, there's, the only thing I hate to get, <laughs> you know, I hate to be negative about this, but the prices of the tickets to go watch them is through the roof. <laughs> you know, not, that's the only thing that disappoints me. If not, I would be there, try and be there every single game, but they're, they're expensive now. Yeah, well, so. hopefully they go up because, you know, we won a championship and they go up 100 bucks. You know, maybe now that we've lost Kawhi and there's only a few pieces remaining from that championship, it'll level out a little bit and give these guys a chance, give San Antonio Spurs fans a chance to get in the building and, and really set the place on fire. Right, right. Yeah, I hear that. I hear that. I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. No, you know what? It, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. I think DeMar DeRozan and LaMarcus Aldridge is going to be something special. I think they're going to complement each other extremely well. I think so. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And the, and the young talent, remember, they, they're going to have another year underneath their belts. And uh, I, I think they grew a lot last year. Yeah. I mean, I, I think they come to know what to expect from Pop and uh, – and uh, what the what the offense and defense is all about, and you know, you, you you see their game, and you see anybody else, and you know, you you see the difference right away. You know, that's we're we're, we're different. We're different than everybody else. And and uh, you know, as long as there's somebody that's quick and can play defense, and you know, they'll fit right in. They're gonna fit right in. Yeah, yeah. Dejounte Murray had a huge season last year. It, it he, he, we expect big things out of him. Bryn Forbes, a lot of these young guys, Derek White, you, you, you're right. You know, there's Davis Bertans, you know, Spurs mm-hmm. players get better the longer they're with the organization. That's true. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. We're just going to get better. I think we're just going to get better from here now. I Hopefully we'll have pop for the next 10 years. I hope, I wish, I pray. But, uh, but you know, hey, like I said, you You'll be talk, You'll be in my position. You'll be the old guy, and uh, now you'll be able to talk to the younger guys and see what they think about the Spurs. But but they'll be around. That's the great thing about it. They'll be around. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> well, all right, Dad. Well, thanks for hanging out, man. I know you got a you got a long night of uh, of two stepping and salsa dancing in front of you. So I'll let you yeah. get ready. All right, man. Well, appreciate appreciate the call and. Uh, you know, we'll we'll got to do it again some other time. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. It's gonna be it's gonna be a good year. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Oh yeah, I I can't wait. I can't wait. So we'll be we'll be seeing a lot of games this year for sure. That's right. All right, Dad. Well, I'll let you go, man. Thanks for stopping by. All right, no problem.
All right. Adios. Okay. Bye. So that was my dad. And if you don't know my dad and you will never be able to tell from this interview is that he's a realist. This guy does not sugarcoat anything. He really likes to just tell you how it is. So to hear him so optimistic really does give me a little bit of hope moving forward uh, into this next season and gives me a little bit, you know, it's like he's tucking me in at night and just telling me, you know, it's going to be okay. Let me read you a bedtime story about how the Spurs have been successful, you know, longer than Kawhi Leonard has been a part of it. And, you know, that does make me feel pretty good. But up next, we have Steven Garcia, who is almost the complete opposite and uh, he's a very, uh, he, he, he gets a little bit steamy on his take on Kawhi Leonard. So, coming up, Steven Garcia. All right, we got Steamy Stevie on the line. What's up, Steven? Hey, how's it going, Robin? What's up, Papa? Hey. All right, man. How's it so going, let's... man? <laughs> let's get into it. Let's get into it, Stevie. I don't want to keep you too long. So, I want you to be honest with me, Steve. I want you to be completely genuine in your response. I know you have strong feelings about all this stuff. You can get steamy on it if you'd like, but let me ask Ooh. you, let me let me ask you straight off the bat. How do you feel first about Kawhi forcing himself out of San Antonio, out of San Antonio, turning down an extra 80 million dollars on his contract, Supermax contract? turning down an organization that is pretty much cookie-cut, tailor-made for a guy like Kawhi Leonard. Low-key, he has zero personality, but he works his ass off, and he's a great player. Sounds a lot like Tim Duncan, right? So I know you have described a lot of these guys as soft and, and, and whatever. Um, how, how do you feel about the whole situation? Um, well... There's a couple ways to look at it. Uh, see, uh, do, you, do you mean coming from a Spurs fan? Because I, I mean, myself, I'm a, I'm a Spurs fan. And uh, so as a Spurs fan, you know, I definitely have something to say about it. Uh, from, a, from a general standpoint, you know, there's, there's kind of something else to be said about it. Uh, I'm going to try to be as unbiased as possible. I'm trying to keep my um, Spurs emotions out of it, if you will. Mm -hmm. um, but... Oh, please. You know, from a, please do that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, you know, you know, as a Spurs fan, I mean, yeah, I mean, we're at, you know, the Spurs fans are outraged. You know, you just lost, uh, you know, this guy was arguably, you know, a top two, top three player in the league. You know, he was, he was uh, an MVP candidate, you know, when uh, Russell Westbrook uh, won it that year. And, and so, yeah, I mean, we're losing a guy who's, you know, we're losing a James Harden, West, uh, Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant type guy, you know, so, uh, you know, as, so as a Spurs fan, yeah, I mean, I'm outraged. I'm, I, I don't like what happened now from a general point of view, you know, from an outsider, let's say I'm, an, I'm another GM looking in, uh, you know, I think, you know, the Spurs made the Spurs made a, a couple mistakes and, and, uh, the league's changing, you know, I think, I think Kawhi, the, the, this thing with Kawhi is, 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 uh, it's a symbolism, if you will, of the league and 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 how it's changing. How these superstars now are—they're a different breed of superstar. You know, they say that NBA is run by superstars, and and it is. And now these superstars are a different breed. They're not the way they used to be. 
You know, they're they're not they're not uh, Michael Jordan and Charles Barkley and Carl Malone. Those these are, those superstars are gone. You know, now we have like you like you were saying. You know, like uh, my opinion of these guys is you know that they're soft. The superstar nowadays in the NBA is is incredibly soft. And Kawhi, this you know Kawhi and the way he's been acting, his lack of say in the matter. Um, you know. He's been he's been a uh, ghost. A, he's been a ghost. Like yeah, it's, it's, it's and, not and, like he's come out and 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 he's not the type of guy to do to do that. I mean, let, let, let's be fair. Did we ever see Tim Duncan come out and and have to defend himself or make a public statement? No, no, we didn't. But we never really had to. Right, and and uh, you know, and like I said, that kind of goes back to you know Tim Duncan. You know, the, those those superstars are are long gone. You know. Um, and I think the Spurs, you know, that, that old school way of thinking, uh, you know, the team come first mentality, you know, I think that like, like I said, you know, the superstars of this league and the league are, are, are changing to where, you know, are the Spurs going to have to make changes? You know, are they going to have to change the Spurs way and or alter it a little bit in order to keep superstars or to attract superstars? You know, I mean, uh, uh, that's a question that, you know, uh, that's a question that somebody would have to ask themselves. You know, if, uh, if I'm a Spurs fan, I, you know, I love the way that, and the reason why I am a Spurs fan is because of the way they run things, but you know, it's, it's the game, the game's changing. These stars are changing and, and maybe, maybe the Spurs need to change too. And, you know, you know for better, for worse, it, this league is about stars, you know, you got to have them to, to compete. I think, I think you're, you're onto something there because if you look at the trends, in the Spurs since Tim Duncan has left, right? Tim Duncan was really the anchor there that if someone wanted to speak out, they knew better because Timmy was there. And ever since he left, you know, the year after it was LaMarcus Aldridge wanted out. He wasn't happy. Then the year later now is the way we're dealing with Kawhi. He's not happy. And those are our two best players. Those are our two all NBA players. And if they can't keep it together there in San Antonio, you know, you, you might be right. I think it's just a different generation, different breed. Yeah, you know, and the Spurs might have made their mistakes, you know. Uh, you know, the Tony Parker thing of, uh, you know, coming out in public and saying that his injury was worse, you know, that that was a mistake. You know, I mean, if, and I'm saying this as an outsider, you know, I'm trying to keep myself, you know, as, as an outsider as much as possible. Um, but, you know, that could be considered a mistake. Uh, the way uh, Popovich you know, the way he kept referring to Kawhi and his group as they were separate from the team, you know, that right there might've been another mistake that, you know, all these things was just ammunition for this, for this kid to, to use now, you know, all summer long. You know, as soon as the season finished and summer started, free agency happened. That's, that's all that's been that Kawhi and his group, you know, as they call it, that's all they've been throwing out there. And you know, they have, they have plenty of ammunition from what, Huh? Uncle Dennis the Menace. Uncle Dennis the Menace. Yeah, I mean, they, they had plenty of ammunition to throw out there, uh, you know, as far as why he wants to leave, you know, and, and, and they used that. You know, they used everything that happened, the team meeting, you know, things like that. Um, you know, and I, and I really think that Popovich orchestrated those things. You know, I don't think Manu and, and Tony Parker and those guys, I don't think they do that you know, without Pop say so, you know, I think, um, you know, Pop being a head coach, you know, GM type, 
you know, that might have my, that might have been a mistake as but well. It's not. You it's know? not like this is the first team meeting to ever happen in the NBA. You know, like it's not like it's the first time a player has spoken out on some things that he's not happy with about a teammate. Like these things happen. This is all part of the league. But now, yeah. I, I I just don't I I don't, I don't want to hurt his well, feelings. Part of the problem. You know, I, you have to be careful now with with these players. Like they just oh yeah, they're so, they're they're it's it's squishy soft, man. These guys are squishy soft. Um, you know, and talking about the Kawhi trade, you know, and you're looking on the other side of the coin. You're looking at Demar Derozan. You know, he's over here and he's complaining. You know, he's he's unhappy about the way. You know that got handled, but it's like, hey man, you know you're getting paid twenty eight million a year. You know that's not the best. You know that's not that's not a contract that everybody in the league wants to have. You know it's 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 one of those things where I think Toronto is in a position where I think they're clearing house. They just got rid of the coach. Now they got rid of uh, their biggest their uh, big contract in Demar Rosen. And I think you know honestly, if it doesn't work out with Kawhi, they're they're just gonna ship him. They're gonna they're gonna hold him to trade him at the. I guarantee you, Kawhi gets traded at the deadline, or he or he bolts in a year. But the the Raptors, I don't think they they take a rental like that. You know, without being that, okay oh, we're gonna with, keep him. with either option. I think they're gonna clean up. Yeah, I think they're gonna clean house. I think you know what we got rid of DeRozan's contract. We're going to have Kawhi for maybe half a season a year, and let's get some young talent for this guy, you know, because I don't see how they would want Kawhi to just walk for nothing at the end of the year. I, I said he'd get rid of him at the deadline. So did you see you this know, coming? Did you see, did you see Toronto coming? I think, I, think, I think the Spurs were – I think we were all at this point where it felt like Kawhi had all the power, right? Kawhi and his group had all the power, and – you know, it was oh, that's what it's coming down to. Everything. That's the NBA now. Yeah, yeah. The, the the players are are in control, and he had made it known that he wanted to go to LA, and that was it. And so we we felt handcuffed, and then out of nowhere, how do you, how do you feel about how it all played out? And Kawhi ended up not going to LA. Um, he ended up going. Pop literally deported him out of the country to Toronto. Um, I think, you know, uh, from a spur, from the Spurs standpoint, you know, I, I, they're just, they're trying, they're delaying the inevitable, you know, Kawhi Leonard, you know, this is happening with a year left on his contract. So he's going to eventually, he's going to get, you know, the way this league is nowadays, you know, he's going to go where he wants to go. It's going to happen eventually, you know, um, they, they, I mean, they try to put it off for a year, you know, I don't see, you know, the, if you know, if I was San Antonio, I, I wouldn't. You know, I wouldn't care if he went to LA or I wouldn't care if he went to the West. He's gonna end up there eventually. You know, and it's not like, you know, are we are they seriously gonna make a title run this year? Who's this? LA? The, the the Spurs. The, yeah, no, Spurs. the the Spurs. Are we are we gonna make a title run? Right. Like I, I don't know what the the thinking was. We don't want Kawhi going to Western Conference team, but he's gonna go there eventually. You know. Yeah. In a year, well, I don't want him there. He, he's, I, 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 right. I don't want to see. I don't want to see the worst cornrows, except for maybe twice a year in the Eastern Conference. I'm. I'm oh I'm yeah, happy. and <laughs> yeah. I mean, as, as a Spurs fan, I don't want him. I don't want him in the West either. No, I mean, why would we? Why would we want him in the West? You know. But at the same time, it's like he's going to get there eventually. It's not like we can stop it. Like you know, we we can delay it for half a year, a year, but he's going to end up there eventually. So. 
it's not like, oh, we have one year to win a championship because Kawhi's not in the West or whatever. It's not. It doesn't work what, like that, you know. What What happened to the respect? I mean, what happened to just honoring your word? I mean, like, I'm all for players having power and the upper hand in this league, but ultimately, it's a business, you know. And the owners and the GMs need to do their jobs to protect the NBA. Now, on the players' side, I feel like. They have to honor their contracts. There's this new term. I don't. You probably heard it, like uh, Bill Simmons and the Bill Simmons podcast and Jalen Rose. They've coined this new phrase called pre-agency. It's like that year or two before their free agency, where they have this negotiation. You know, you saw it with Kyrie Irving. You saw it with Paul George last year, forcing his way out of Indiana, and now you see it with Kawhi. You know, they they they've taken this two-year pre, uh, point of their contract where they're like, I'm not gonna stay. So you guys do whatever you want. I'm not going to stay. And it, it it pushes. I mean, what are contracts now? Like, it's a business. The business side will always trump the loyalty side. That's why DeMar DeRozan's really hurt, and I get it. He he. They were telling him he wasn't going to get traded, but they were telling Boogie Cousins that he wasn't going to get traded from Sacramento. They actually had him yeah. in management meetings talking about who – does he want what type of player does he want to put around? It's like if they were building the team for him in the future. Right. <laughs> Two weeks but, later, and, boom, yeah, gone. That, and Boogie's another idiot. Like I don't want to. I don't want to throw. You know, I don't want to throw. But you know, he's another example of of somebody who's just who's just soft. You know, they're they're soft. They complain about everything. And he's getting. You know, he was getting paid pretty good money. I get he's hurt and things like that. But before that. Mm-hmm. He was, you know, it was always about him. You know, and it's just again another example of how these guys just are, are soft. They need to wake up. You know, it's, it's a it's a business. You know, you guys uh, you guys run the league enough already. You know, and then now you're going to complain because you get traded somewhere. You know, you get paid to play basketball. That's bottom line. You know, you get paid twenty five, thirty million a year to play basketball. Play basketball. You know, yeah. just play basketball, and, and that's. And and you're right about the owners how they need to protect the league. It's it's you know and and Adam Silver, you know he's one. He, the commissioner is the one to blame too. He needs to he needs to put his foot down and defend the game, defend the league. You know I'm a Spurs fan, yes, but because I'm a fan of the game. I like the way they play the game. I like how it's about the game. They're professional about the game and 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 how they contribute to the game. You know, uh, I'm in love with the game itself. You know, I'm not in love with. Kawhi Leonard and LeBron James, and I don't get wooed and awed by Steph Curry and all these superstars. I, I I like watching the game for what it is, and and these superstars, you know, these these spoiled superstars, are are just running wild, doing whatever they want in this league. And uh, you know, since when do these guys know what's best for for themselves in the league? These guys don't know anything about the kids, and you know, they just want to they just want to go wherever they want to go and you know, win championships or whatever, you know, they're not, they're, they don't care about the game itself. You know, they just care about themselves. And so from, from a fan's point of view, you know, I, you know, I think that's, that's why the league is broken. I think this trade, this, this Kawhi, the Rosen thing, you know, it's just another example, you know, that show, show which shows, you know, why this league is broken and where it's come down to. And it's, it's, it's pretty sad. It's, it's pretty sad. You know, it's kind of turned me away from the NBA in general. You know, I'm already at the point where, I, you know, every time I hear something, it's just more drama about guys complaining. You know, this thing with Pomelo Anthony, you know, oh, he wants to get traded just to get weighed, and now he's going to get paid $28 million not to play. Or, You know, it's like, 
you, you never hear about this. In a, in, you, you never hear about this kind of thing in the NFL or, or in the MLB or in any other sport, you know, that I know of, at least, that I watch. You know, it, it's it's ridiculous what yeah, they're doing it's here. It's like, when, when did getting paid millions and millions of dollars become not enough yeah. for you to want it's to do not enough. No, it's not enough. Everything has to be perfect. You know, all the, you know, the head coach yells at me. Oh, I hurt my feelings. You know, it's like, grow up, you know? Oh, they traded me. My feelings are hurt. Grow up. You know, these guys, softest, softest players in sports. Like, I mean, and I know I'm getting a little bit emotional, but that, it's just, you know, you no, can just cite examples throughout, throughout the year. Podcasting, Steven. <laughs> you know, throughout the, throughout the years, you know, uh, halfway into the season, the end of the season, you know, free agency. You know, it's just the NBA is, is uh, it's you know, it's just it's just drama and guys cr- crying and complaining, and they're get, they're the highest paid guys. You know, since when do you hear about a twenty eight million dollar a year guy crying complaining this much? Yeah, and then I mean, a guy the who's NFL up for two hundred and nineteen million. You know, a two hundred nineteen million dollar contract crying this much. I mean, it's unbelievable. <laughs> you know, it's unbelievable. I, I just, I, I can't. You know, it, it, it's, it's just for the sake of the game. This is, this is pitiful. You know, and and then and the report think, started. Or go ahead. Well, no, it's, it's, it's just there's a lot of people to blame. You know, the the owners are at fault. The players, I think the the the, the players' association, the NBA players' association has way too much say so you know adam silver just lets those guys run all over him yeah you know it's like, just i think you know, they should get their money like like i think the player organization has done a good job of allowing these guys to get their money but what they have also gotten and lebron has kind of uh shown the way how to do it kind of you know found the loopholes and in, in the system is how to get what you want these guys not only get their money but they get everything else that they want. When I started hearing the reports about Kawhi Leonard has no intention of playing for Toronto. He's not going to play for Toronto. Like, even if he's healthy, he's going to sit out. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, and he can't do that because yeah. he won't be a free agent. You know, you know, it goes back to what you're saying, the pre-agency. You know, he has to play. He, he has, has to, to display some. He has to display some sort of enthusiasm for what he's going to do because if you if you do that, I mean, not only are you now not only are you uh, sitting out for two seasons, you know, like right now, Kawhi, what he's trying to do right now, the smart thing, and I think even his his idiot of an uncle, okay, I think even he knows this is right now he's got to. He's got to save face, and he's got to. It's got to be about his reputation. Look, I, you know, if I want to be in LA in a year, or maybe, you know, at the trade deadline, I might end up in LA or whatever. His, his plan is for the future. He's got to just. He's got to just come in and save face. You know, people are already thinking. People are already questioning you. You know, people are already questioning you as a player. They're questioning your attitude. They're questioning your motives, and so you don't want to further, you know, solidify your status as a hurt player or a guy who's unhealthy or a guy that's not loyal or a guy that's not going to play unless, you know, things are going his yeah. way. And so, yeah, and, he has and, to be open to playing in Toronto. He has to. He, if you don't like it, he's going to act like he does and, if and, he's smart. Yeah, if he's smart. And, and you know, what? I'm not going to be hypocritical like 
I, I loved Kawhi, dude. I emotionally bought into to Kawhi Leonard, and I don't think he's any of these things, you know, that are being reported. He's this, he's that, he's that. I think that's all the people around him make, you know, influence him to make bad choices. I don't think this whole plan, this whole agenda that they had with all of this ended how they wanted it to end it. I, yeah. I think the last thing that they had in their mind was that he was, Kawhi Leonard was going to end up playing in Toronto, you know, for a season. Now, like I, I think he's. I think he's gonna play. I mean, the reports are that he's he's gonna go and he's gonna play for Team USA next week, um, with Pop, and that should be interesting. I mean, Pop's a great yeah, guy. Pop, he, Pop's not gonna hold what, anything against him or whatever. I'm sure. I'm sure Pop cares about him more as a person than as a player. So everything's gonna be okay there. But he's healthy from all from all signs around. You know, the atmosphere is that he's healthy enough to play. So he's just got to, like, yeah. man up and play. Or else yeah. he doesn't get paid. I mean, th- there's got to be some type of repercussion if he decides to sit out with Toronto. But actually, I just got oh, a, yeah. pic- and, I just got a and, picture uh, on Twitter a few hours ago about... I mean, it showed Kawhi in Toronto with with, uh, with some of the staff there. Well, he has to play, man. If he doesn't play, he's not, gonna, he's not eligible for free agency. You know, I think there, there's a there's a there's a rule in place in the league now that you know if you're in the final two years of your contract or the final year of your contract, and you choose to sit out for whatever reason. You know, uh, you know, I mean, there's injury and there's things like that. You know what I'm saying? That that go that that are are exceptions, but that if he just decides to plane out sit, then he won't be a free agent in a year. You know, so he yeah he has to play, and I think you know, and and you bringing up the USA thing. You know, I think that has a big part in why the Spurs were so hurried. You know, like going back to the trade itself, I don't think it was the best trade in the world. I, I honestly, from the Spurs standpoint, you know, yes, we got an all-star back. But, I mean, well, it, it's, gonna it's be not like... Next, that was going to be my next question. Who do you think won this trade? Oh, um, it, it's the, the, the rule of thumb, you know, usually is whoever gets the bigger star usually wins the trade. Now, I, I, I get it. You know, um, you know the, the fact that this trade happened before Team USA, you know, to me was huge. It was huge because, you know, no one really knows for certain how, you know, how Kawhi is going to come back. He's coming back from an injury. Is he going to come back 100%? Is he going to come back better? Is he going to come back with, you know, a loss in his step? Is he not going to be as explosive? You know, there's all these questions that go about that are unanswered. And the fact that this trade happened before the Team USA thing, because the people are going to find out. Team USA, everyone's going to find out. You know, how, you know, is he 100% or is he not? You know, can he still do what he was doing two years ago? We'll see. You know, everyone's going to find out. So, you know, I think San Antonio, you know, I think they were kind of like, you know what? We don't know what this thing's going to be like. We don't know how he's going to come back, so let's see if we can trade him now. You know, I feel like San Antonio rushed. You know, and and, and you know, I, I think they rushed. I think I think they rushed, and I think they had to. You know, I think they were a little bit nervous. You know, this Team USA thing coming up. You know, you're kind of thinking, well, if we wait, and people see what he can do, and this and that, and it could have helped him, but it also could have hurt him. Yeah. Um. So they were know, like. So San Antonio, yeah. They were like at the poker table in Vegas, and they were like, "Oh, I'm up a little bit right now, but if I stay a little longer, I might lose everything. I could win more." But the smart or, thing can, exactly. would be to walk and away. And they right did the now. conservative thing. Yeah, exactly. 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 They did the conservative thing. So, 
um, you know, they, they went ahead and made the trade before, you know, uh, now it's on, it's in, it's in the balls in Toronto's court, you know, did they make a good decision or not based on the, based on the, the pass and the injury. And we'll see, you know, the Toronto's probably going to be the ones that, you know, everyone's going to be watching how, you know, how healthy is he, you know, yeah. when, when he reports. And <laughs> so we'll see if that was a, a really good trade or, or not, but that remains to be seen. So a lot of that, you know, whether the, you know, that's one way to look at it. Did San Antonio really lose out or win out? I mean, it didn't matter. He was gone either way, but, you know, we'll see. You know, Toronto will get either really lucky or or not. But I think for Kawhi, he's he's eager to get on the court. He wants to play. He wants to show that he still can go. And, and uh, I think this is an opportunity to take over the East. Should he come back healthy, he can prove something. You know, it's a, it's a LeBronless East. I, I, I think I think they could win the East. I mean, I know how good Boston is. I'm 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 not stupid. I know that they went to the Eastern Conference Finals without Gordon Hayward and Kawhi Leonard. I mean, uh, I mean Kyrie Irving. But and I I don't think Philly's going to be as good as they were last year. They lost a few of uh, the pieces that kind of made them successful in the playoffs. They lost uh, Ilyasova. And Bellinelli, a lot of you know, like low key guys, but they they were you know a big part of what they did last year. Um, same thing right. with Houston, but anyway, but back to the East, I think a Ky- uh, Kyle Lowry and a Kawhi Leonard and a pretty Danny Green. Let's not forget they got Danny Green too. Um, yeah, I think, the defense is gonna. Yeah, they're gonna be pretty damn good on the defensive side, and they have a couple young players and. <laughs> It's it's funny because this might be the best year in Toronto Raptor basketball franchise history. They might go to the finals. You know they could. I think they're good enough. If Kawhi is healthy, they're they're good enough to get to the finals, and then that might be it. <laughs> Kawhi might leave because he just wants to be in at home with probably with his mom and over there in Los Angeles. Yeah. Um... You know, you know what? I, I, I feel like as a Spurs fan, like we're all happy that this whole thing is over, but we're still going to keep like uh, one of our eyes over there in Toronto just to see, you know, we're, we're going we're gonna to be keeping tabs on what's going on in Toronto more than ever. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, that's, yeah. And, and going back, I, I, we will, you know, and it's one of those things where I don't think it's really going to matter. You know, it's like, well, if he's good, great. If he's not, then, you know, who cares? You know, it's not like he's not a problem anymore. Um, it's not like he's going to come back, you know, yeah. but as far as the trade itself, you know, I, I, I think the Spurs, they didn't get everything they could get from him. And, but, you know, it was one of those things where, Hey, we got an all, we're getting an all-star for an all-star, you know, but the thing, the thing is though, is, is I'm, I'm, I'm thinking from a Spurs fan is like, man, you know, this guy is, he's no Kawhi, you know, he's not, he's not a defender. He, he's not a three, he's definitely not a three point shooter. Um, he's just, you know, a go to the rack, pull up jumper type guy. And, you know, that mid range game from San Antonio is going to be crazy. You know, we're going to be leading the NBA in mid range jumpers, yeah. you know, <laughs> between him and LA, yeah. where it's going to be mid range jumpers. You know, mm-hmm. ride or die by the mid-range jumper is basically what's going to be this year. And, and in a league where it's a three-point shooting league, you know, yeah, we got Bellinelli, which is which is great. You know, I think that's an upgrade from the Danny Green thing. But um, you know, it's it's not we, we it's not like we got the best, you know, for what we gave up. And so from as far as as far as the which, trade which, itself, I think 
Which if, if, if um, we didn't get anybody named LeBron or Kevin Durant back for Kawhi, we weren't going to win this trade. Right, right. And so, like, you know, I think Spurs, Spurs fans, you know, you got to see it for what it is. But at the same time, it's like, hey, you know, we got an all-star back. We won 47 games without Kawhi Leonard. So we're definitely a better team now than we were last year because, you know, Kawhi, we didn't have Kawhi Leonard last year. That's so, the thing with so, the Spurs. So, we showed. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, it was that the Spurs showed that they can be a playoff team and a playoff contender without Kawhi Leonard. You know, so now you're adding an all-star to the mix. Well, yeah, they'll win 50 games. I think they'll win 50 games. They'll be all right. I think Pop, they'll stay, you know, I think he'll keep that playoff streak going until retirement. Um, yeah, for the next you know, few so years. From, you know, from well, that standpoint. He'll retire with this kind of combination of, of DeMar and L.A. Right. And so... You know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. You know, so from that standpoint, yeah, I mean, we didn't sound like, you know, we got something for him. You know, we're 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 a better team at the end of the day than we were last year. So, yeah, I mean, if you want to look at it like that, then yeah, it's a good trade. You know, but uh, but if you want to look at it as like, oh, did we, you know, do like, you know, a guy like Kawhi, you know, at any other time in in pre agency or any other time you're gonna trade him, you know, you're you're gonna get an all star. And you're going to get lottery picks. You know, and that was the thing that I didn't like about this trade was no lottery picks, you know, none. You know, it's like we got an all-star, like a like a subpar all-star. Yeah, we got like a B all-star. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not an A plus, but he's like a B plus. You know, he's yeah. a, not a shooter. He's just, he's going to help. You know, he'll, yeah, he'll lead we, the team in scoring. Yeah. But, but we didn't get lottery picks, you know, and I was thinking, man, we should have at least gotten one or two lottery picks. Yeah, we got um, one. I was kind of disappointed in that. Top twenty protected, which is probably what it's, what's going to happen, uh, is that we're going to end up getting the Raptors' late first round pick. So we might have two late round first, I mean, late two late first round picks next year. I don't see unless Toronto just ships them off really quick and ships off Lowry and they tank and then they get a top twenty pick. Then it becomes two second round picks next year. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Hey, so really quick yeah. to to wrap it up before I let you go, uh, where do you think the Spurs finish in the Western Conference next year? And and give me your top. Oh my uh, goodness! Give me your top eight Western Conference teams. <laughs> oh man. Well, where are the Spurs gonna finish? Uh, it can be anywhere from three to ten. <laughs> but let me see here. Uh, let, let me let's just uh, based on what we saw this last season. No, but um, where do I think the Spurs are going to finish? Uh, if I had to predict a spot, um, I would say I think they'll get the sixth seed. I think I think they'll get the the sixth seed, mm-hmm. maybe maybe the fifth. Uh, and you know, Golden State's going to get is going to get the the first spot probably. Uh, Houston is um, they got a little bit they dropped off a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, so I, I still see them as as uh, as uh, as the two seed. You know, maybe Golden State, Houston trading up like they did this year, and then the third seed. Uh, you know, now it's you got teams. You know, you got the Utah Jazz, you got yeah. Portland, you got OKC, you have LA now is in the mix. Mm-hmm. You know, San Antonio. Um, I know I'm missing. I know I'm missing somebody. The Pelicans are in the mix. Uh, the Timberwolves. You know, that's already. That's already seven teams. The, the Denver Nuggets. I don't know if I said them right. That's already eight teams right there. Yeah. You know, so you got those eight teams. 
you know, and I, I might have missed another one. I don't know. But you got those eight teams basically fighting for six spots, you know, and uh, that's the way, you know, that's the way it's going to be in the West, you know. Yeah. Minnesota. Um, Minnesota's another one that we forgot. Yeah. So. Yeah, but I, I agree, man. I, 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 this, the one thing that I, is, I'm, I'm going to say this right now and I'm going to hold on to it until the, I don't think Houston's going to, going to get a top three seed. I don't think they're going to be as good as they were last year. They're not going to win as many regular season games. They might finish finish top three or four. You know, I top I wouldn't be surprised four. if OKC gets better. I think they they got better the addition by subtraction by getting rid of Melo. I think they're going to be a lot better, and uh, and I think Utah is going to stay pretty pretty solid. So I wouldn't be surprised yeah, if it's uh, like Golden State. Uh, Utah, OKC, and then maybe Houston, you know, and then, and then it's, then it's, it's a free for all after that, you know? Right. Right. And, and who knows the Spurs, you know, like I said, the Spurs won 47 games, you know, they might win 53 and that might be enough to get the third spot. I mean, stranger things have happened. You know, we don't, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's like, you know, the Marcus Aldridge, we saw what he could do last year and now he's got, you know, he's got another all-star all NBA type player. And so, you know, with in in that system and with that the way they play defense, you know, um yeah, yeah you know, the, I wouldn't be surprised defense, if the Spurs worked their way to the third spot. I mean, that's not yeah. that's not far-fetched at all. It might be pretty it might be a pretty scary team next year if if we improve our shooting, which I think our personnel uh moves have done that. And if DeMar DeRozan can buy into the defensive end and shh, the sky's the limit. Hey, well, thank you, Steven, for stopping by and hanging out for a little while. I know you got to go enjoy the Astros game, so I'll let you go, brother, man. All righty, man. Appreciate you having me on. No, nah, man. been fun. Always. You're always welcome on a Bucking Spurs podcast, brother. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I'll let you go. I'll talk to you later, man. Okay. We'll see you. All right. Bye. Adios. Big shout out to Steven Garcia for hanging out. Uh, I love having Steven on the pod. He always tells it like it is, and, and his point of view is always is always spot on. And he's, he's a young cat with an old-school mentality, and that's what we love about Steven um, on not just basketball but all sports in general. Uh, um, Shout-out to Steven. Go Cowboys, right, Steven? Woo! Um, up next, we got out of California, posted up in La La Land, we have Philip Boo. Um, Phil and I spent many years uh, living in San Antonio together, going to many Spurs games. Uh, uh, you'll hear me talk about it in the pod. Philip had, uh, or still has, I believe, season tickets, um, and I got in to a lot of Spurs games thanks to this guy. And uh, you know, all the price of admission for me was just you know beers uh, on the house. Beers from me and and a couple beers got me into a Spurs game, playoff games, and I can't thank uh, Phil enough for giving me that experience. Uh, he was one of my best friends. Um, so without any further ado, here's Philip Boo. All right, we got Phil Boo out in California. What's up, Felipe? What's up? What's up? Thanks for having me, Rob. How you doing? Now, of course, man. I'm doing good. I'm holding it down over here and. In uh, Texas, man, how's La La Land? 
Hey, you know, it's been good. It's actually been a hot one. It's starting to get hot out here. But, you know, you know the Texas boy can cope. It's no big deal. <laughs> how's, how's La La Land post-LeBron? Bro, it's like, it's weird because I, be, I like see all this, like, how people like hate it, like not really liking him coming to LA, like all the Kobe fans, the true LA fans, but everybody I've talked to at work, at bars and shit, like everybody's stoked, you know what I mean? How, like, I, I'm excited that he's in LA, like shit, I'm going to probably catch a game, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, I feel like it's hard to not, how you're not going to be excited if King James is on your team, I don't know. Yeah, that's I thought I that's what I've been seeing. Like, it's been real interesting because you be like, you're exactly right. All on social media, you've been seeing a lot of people really excited, and then a lot of people that have mixed feelings about it. Yeah, which is kind yeah, of like, just uh, like, a, like a, total a lot of murals LA thing and like, to do. Been, like vandalized and stuff. <laughs> it's so LA to do. Like, yeah, I guess we got LeBron. I guess. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, I, I don't know. I guess a lot of people were hooked on that young team they had. Like, they were trying, you know, kind of building up. But uh, I don't know, man. How are you not going to be stoked LeBron James coming? You, you, I, don't, I don't know. Is, is The whole Kawhi thing is true. Like, he's just going to be on, you know, in Toronto for on rent for his season and then come to L.A., see what yeah. happens there. Well, they should. I mean, I would think that the Laker fans shouldn't be too upset. They didn't have to give away their house and all these young players to get Kawhi, they're probably just going to end up getting him next year when he's a free agent. Right, exactly. Yeah, that's true. That, yeah. So let's let's uh, let's go ahead and get into it, man. Uh, Phil, shoot, Phil's. In case the listeners don't know, Phil's been a Spurs season ticket holder for many many years now. Before he was in Los Angeles, you were, we were both in San Antonio for many years, and we've seen this kid just grow up Kawhi Leonard so let's get into it how how have you coped like what is your take on just this whole like seven and eighth month yeah seven and eight month like debacle that we've gone through with this guy oh man man it's it's been a roller coaster and it's been tough I feel like uh I feel like the dumb girlfriend that stays with the guy that's you know getting cheated on and you're like no you know do you want to believe it's not true but, uh, you know, it's just like, you know, you, it's tough to hear that he didn't want to be in San Antonio and there was rumors that he didn't even want to play and it, it pretty much happened, you know, that maybe his injury wasn't as bad as as claims. But at the same time, I mean, man, thank you, Kawhi Leonard, for, for the entertainment, what, everything you brought to San Antonio, that 2014 championship. We wouldn't have done it without him, you know, and, and he put he worked his ass off for us, man. And uh, yeah. I got mixed feelings about the situation, too, because if he doesn't want to live there and, you know, have a family there, start a career or, you know, finish his career there, it's, you know, how are you going to want a guy to stay somewhere he doesn't want to be type of deal? And yeah, it's, uh, you know, he, he, he paid his dues. Like, he probably learned so much under Popovich. And he, like Popovich said, he's going to continue to be a great player. And, you know, I'm going to keep on watching him. Yeah, I feel the same way. I... I... I was the same guy. I was just like, I really didn't want to believe that he was going to leave. Like, I thought this was just kind of like a, an emotional standoff. Like, hey, like, you guys need to treat me better. This year was just a bunch of bullshit. 
and I'm not going to go through all this again if I get hurt. And he was just maybe making a statement. I was kind of just hoping it was just that, you know, that at the end of the day, he wasn't going to turn down $221 million and he was going to stay with the Spurs, man. And and I and I agree with you, man. I, I, I really liked Kawhi Leonard. I really thought he was going to be the future. I mean, I really emotionally bought into that. And, and you know, the 2014 championship, we wouldn't have won it without him, just like you said. Uh, and it's just hard. It, it's actually pretty rough. It's not just like, okay, bye. A lot of people on social media have just been dogging the hell out of him. Like, get out of here. You don't want to be here and all that stuff like that. But, I mean, it's it's not that black and white. No, not at all. But yeah, it is tough. It's tough, you know, as a Spurs fan to hear it that you know he doesn't want to be there. And I definitely bought into the the system or theory, you know, building the team around a dude that's maybe the third, fourth best dude in the NBA. Um, you know, that's that was something hopeful. You know, you had faith that you know it wasn't really so much of a rebuilding stage, you know, post Tim Duncan. But now it's you know it's more of a reality that 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 day is coming sooner, you know, than later. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he really was supposed to take us into the next decade, but you know, it's 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 now a new reality, like you said. It's a post Kawhi Leonard San Antonio Spurs team, which is just kind of weird. But I mean, hey, I, I I went on record a bunch of times saying I didn't want no trade. If this was gonna happen and there was no avoiding it, I didn't want a young package deal where. We were gonna trade Kawhi Leonard for any type of like unproven commodity, you know, like young players or draft picks and and things of of that nature. And so when the Toronto Raptor uh, rumor came out just a few days before it actually happened, I was kind of like, okay, like a superstar for a superstar trade. I I think I could dig it. What do you think about um, Demar Derozan? Oh man, I mean, I'm, I'm surprised. The Spurs was able to pull that off, honestly. Like, uh, I think he's going to come to San Antonio kind of with a chip on his shoulder, you know what I mean? Like, it, Toronto's just going to, you know, just trade me just like that, just thinking Kawhi Leonard's better than me. Well, like, you know, check out what I'm going to do for the San Antonio organization with LaMarcus Aldridge averaging 20-some points, you know what I mean? Um, and, I've, and I've been watching highlights of him. He, he's Man, he's just as clutch. He, he wants to take that those big shots at the end of – you know, at the end of the game, and which, you know, which is nice, you know, which usually, you know, I'd want Monte Ginobili doing that, but let's face it, this, the guy's getting old. He's still, still running out some grandpa juice, but I like it. Yeah. But, uh, um, but honestly, uh, I, I hopefully DeMar comes to San Antonio. He can buy into the system and, you know, he enjoys playing basketball there. And I, yeah. I, I really feel like he could, he could gel. And yeah. I feel like it, it's something that could work. Yeah. It's a perfect fit. I mean, if you think about it, you know, if we're going to focus our offense around LaMarcus Aldridge, we need a guy who can pick and roll with him, you know, and that's DeMar DeRozan. DeMar DeRozan's kind of like an old school two guard. Like he's not always trying to just like step back and hit a three point, you know, shot the way most of the league is. He's kind of like, I'm going to go ahead and get to the rim, take a mid range jumper. And and that dynamic with Lamarcus Aldridge might be something special. Like you said, they both averaged twenty some points a game. They were both all NBA players. They're both. I mean, we have. If you think about it, it's kind of weird, but we have two. T- we still we lost Kawhi Leonard, who is 
a top three player in the game, an MVP candidate, and we still have two of the top 15 players in the in the game right now. Yeah. It's not it's a complete nice. loss. You know, I think we we should be okay. Yep. It's going to be interesting. But, man, it's kind of like you said. I, th- I feel like weird is the word with this with the new San Antonio Spurs roster. It's no Tony Parker. I mean, I know it's been a while, but I'm still, you know, it's just no Tim Duncan's weird. Mm-hmm. Um, now, now it's Kawhi Leonard, who is, you know, becoming my favorite Spurs player, yeah. just decides, you know, this isn't the, the organization or club for him. And, and honestly, now even Danny Green, Tony Parker leaving too, it's, it's, it's tough. You know, yeah. it's weird. Like who 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 is the remaining who are the remaining pieces from the 2014 team? Patty Mills. Yeah, like Patty Mills and Manu. And Manu and, and maybe Be- with Be- with Bellinelli. Yeah. Part of that squad. <laughs> <laughs> we got Bellinelli back, and I'm I'm pretty excited about that. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Open up the court. Hopefully, he can find his find his stroke for us. Yeah, because honestly, and and I kind of want to get into Danny Green here in in a moment. Um, and kind of what he has meant to us and how we've seen him grow up. But if if we kind of put his history aside and we just look at the past two seasons, he hasn't really been shooting that well for us. And, and it goes back into the playoffs this year where LaMarcus Aldridge can try to do everything that he can. But if he gets a double team and he kicks the ball out and no one's going to be making shots, um, we we're not gonna win without a Kawhi Leonard, yeah. you know. And and I thought bringing Bella and Nelly back into the fold really addressed that issue. Yep. Yeah, and then and at the same time, Danny Green's inside game, as we all know, is not the best. Yeah. Almost when he when he dribbles, it's like nah, just just shoot it, Danny. You know, <laughs> get rid of it, just shoot it. But uh, but but it back. Getting back to Danny, though, I, mm-hmm. I'm going to miss his lockdown defense. For a shooting guard, he'd get a ridiculous amount of blocks, small forward or whatever position he'd be playing. Uh, and then, yeah, but he, he lost those, that clutch three ability that, you know, we saw in his past. But at the same time, also, Danny Green, man, great human being. He gave, I felt like he gave so much back to the community of San Antonio. Mm-hmm. He's just active, always, you know, show faith. Yeah. And uh, yeah, just a solid dude in my eyes. You know, he's 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 an unsung hero like in San Antonio. A lot of people don't know. They a lot of people don't really put a lot of thought into how Danny Green and why Danny Green has been successful and with the Spurs for so long, you know? And you, you said it you said it, man. He's a real big community guy. I mean, he does basketball camps, dude, here in South Texas. Like he he has a camp in McAllen. Yeah, I saw that. He has one in yeah, Brownsville. Like yeah, and Corpus. He travels all over the place, and 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 you know he's he's big time here with the Spurs fans, and he's he's un, unbeknownst to a lot of people, he's a culture setting guy. He earned his spot through the defensive end. You know, he would have never played unless he was able to guard at in the beginning of his career, and then he kind of developed into a, a sniper, and then he just locked down that role, that starting position you know, for the last like three, four years of his career with us. And, you know, that's, that sets the tone for everyone else. It's like Danny Green's not going to give up his spot because he's going to lock you down on the defensive end. And all the young guys that come in, they see that and they're like, okay, if I want to play, if I want my opportunity, just the way Danny did, 
I have to be able to defend. Yep. It, 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 it's very unfortunate like that. that he got in the middle. <laughs> he just got in the middle of, you know, the crossfire between Kawhi and the Spurs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, another per- I really hope Patty kind of finds his game back. He had a couple of good games this last season, but I feel like, uh, you know, maybe he needs, he needs to find his, his stroke back. He used to be so clutch, too, I feel like. Uh, you know, fearless to take any shot. But um, we'll see what happens this next season. I kind of feel like without Kawhi going into the playoffs, we were asking Patty Mills to do a lot more than what he's used to. You know, it's like, yes, yeah. he's he's supposed to come off the bench and score. But, but going into the playoffs, we really needed him to score like 20 points a game, which isn't really yeah. his role. Yeah, it's asking a lot from him. It's a big. This is a, honestly a huge moment for Dejounte Murray. Let's talk about Tony Parker, man. Tony Parker's gone. Did you ever think you'd see the day? Yeah, you know, I thought he was going to retire. For I definitely did. Um, yeah, it's crazy. I'm shocked. And uh, but you know, hopefully, you know, he finds what he was looking for. Maybe he gets maybe it was more minutes that he wanted or something. Um. But yeah, it's sad, man. I, I feel like he maybe he wasn't contributing as much as he used to. He maybe lost that that slick spin move he had, used to have right under the basket. Mm-hmm. He used to always just lay it up, throw his body to the ground. So ridiculous. He still has that that clutch jump shot. Um, yeah, man. It's so many good memories with that dude. It's just it's weird. It's just weird not watching the big three, man. It's just weird just gr- growing up on that. For so long, and now it's just like we got a whole new set of guys. Yeah, yeah. Dejounte Murray has a lot of pressure, big shoes to fill. Um, mm-hmm. You know, because if he's taking that starting it's, role, it's that's 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 big. I'm kind of bone Kyle Anderson left too. I was a big Kyle Anderson fan. I felt like uh, that kid was pretty good. Yeah, me too. I mean, he earned it. I think he earned. Uh, you know, he earned his neck the next step of his career. I don't think he was ever gonna be that starting three or small or power forward for us. Um mm-hmm. so I think he kinda pushed himself to that level where maybe he should be on a on a, a certain team. Maybe a certain team was willing to pay him that type of money and he got the opportunity, man. In Memphis it's gonna be weird. It's gonna be this is gonna be such a weird season, man. We're gonna be Playing against Kawhi Leonard, playing against Kyle Anderson, playing against Tony Parker. You know, it's it's yeah. it's going to be very surreal. Mm. At the same time, I'm excited though. It's we'll see we'll see what, see what Demar can bring to the table and see if the first can come back after that weird season. Yeah, I think I think everyone is kind of underestimating how good DeMar DeRozan is going to be with the Spurs because he was he was extremely good in Toronto in a system that shots certain shots don't come easy he has to create a lot for himself on pick and roll situations and you know being in the Spurs system I think some of these shots are just going to come easier for him he's going to be maybe scoring at a higher clip 
and it's going to be real interesting to see him because man i was i did the same thing as you did i went to the highlight reels on youtube and i started just saying okay okay and i was like oh my god this guy's this guy is crazy good you know being, right. out, yeah. being out here on the west coast we only see him maybe twice a year you know except for the exactly. players exactly But yeah, man, I'm I'm excited for the I'm excited for the season, and it should it should be an interesting one. Um, you know, it's crazy. Just the Warriors' powerhouse in the league, uh, it's ridiculous. But <laughs> nonetheless, it should be interesting. Yeah. So so right now, as of today, July, what is it, nineteenth? Nineteenth. Um, where do you think the Spurs stand in the Western Conference? All right, well, Warriors and Rockets, I feel like that's one and two. Okay. Um, I don't know, man. Everybody's just automatically saying the Lakers are already, you know, oh, they're already a contender just because LeBron, but <laughs> not to say that because I feel like LeBron did, James has done it with worse teams. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know, man. I, maybe, I, maybe I put them at five. Okay. Um, maybe, yeah. But now I'm trying to think of who's in that fourth spot. You know, OKC was I was kind of interesting last year mm-hmm. with their kind of lineup of players. Mm-hmm. Uh, CS, PG, and what do you think about Russell. Uh, Utah? Oh man, yeah, Utah's good. Uh, what's that guy's name? Mitchell Donovan yeah. Mitchell. Yeah, man. yeah, dude, that guy's remarkable. I'd yeah. love to see him in a Spurs jersey. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Yeah, you know, one thing I think people are kind of just kind of rolling by is the fact that Houston lost Trevor Reza. Trevor Reza, yeah. They've lost um they've lost another another oh, Luke Baumute is another uh wing defender, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh I don't know. I mean, those are two big pieces, you know, uh defensively for these guys. I don't think that they're going to be the same Houston Rockets as this year. I think they're going to take a big drop off. I think they won 63 games this year. I think that's going to be somewhere around 55, 50, you know, low 50s. Still pretty good, but I think their window might be closed, man. I think that I think last year was their only year where I think all the pieces were kind of falling into the place where they could beat the Warriors, but Chris Paul, man, Chris Paul's getting old too and they just gave him a max contract. That's crazy, yeah. But man, what a series that Houston Rockets Warriors was last year. Yeah, that was the closest thing we got to maybe seeing a team dethrone the Warriors. Yeah, you know, unfortunately. So how much? It, how... It's tough because I'm not I'm not a Warriors fan, but man, I like Steph Curry. I like there's certain players I like on the team, and it's just like uh, it's just like why you got to be so good? Why do you guys have to have all those dudes <laughs> on one team? <laughs> And so, yeah, it, that's just how I feel. I got mixed feelings about that too. Hey, so now that we're post Kawhi and all this, and all this is over, how much anger do you have now against Zaza Pachulia? Oh man, yeah. Does that change it? Yeah. Was that the pivotal moment that you know where Kawhi, Kawhi got hurt, and now he's second guessing his, you know. His whole career, he has time to think about stuff where, you know, he's not playing basketball, probably not enjoying 
San Antonio while he's not playing, maybe. You know what I mean? Man, if you think about it, besides I'm not gonna, Houston. I'm not going to lie, man. I used to live in San Antonio, what, eight years, something? I came out to California. There's a lot, lot to do out here. It's a, it's a fun city. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fun Los place Angeles. to be. I know. I think yeah. like I think like ninety percent of the NBA has their off season in LA. They all go to LA. They all work out over there. Doesn't oh yeah, Manchester United right now is in LA right now training. Like soccer teams do it too. Mm-hmm. Dallas Cowboys do it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I because yeah, I, I I just can't go back to that moment and think that besides the Houston Rockets, that was the last time where I think. Golden State was in a position where they might lose the series. Was just in those first like three quarters against the Spurs, going down twenty, and they're about to get all they can handle, and and then Zaza goes ahead and and sticks his leg underneath, and it has yeah, and it was over. You ready for fantasy football, Philip? Man, I've been so caught up in the World Cup and just with life and work. Oh, man, I'm kind of worried about it. I've I've seen uh, my roommates. All they do are just listening to podcasts and stuff like that. I feel like I'm a little behind on the game, on the research, but I'm excited. I'm definitely excited. Uh, the season was good last year. Um, yeah, I don't know. Who, who's, uh, who's, who's your first pick? Who's someone you want on your team? What are some sleeper running backs? Give me, give the, give the world and me some, uh, some advice. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I'm really big on the Jags right now, so I think uh, Fournette might, might be one of my. If, if I'm a first round, a high first round pick, I might steal uh, Fournette. How do you feel about David Johnson? You think he's going to come back like uh, that season prior, where he was just a beast? I hope so. I hope so. The thing is, I'm real scared of of. I don't want to, yeah, yeah. I don't want to drop the guy and then he gets hurt or it goes back to a committee and whatnot. And I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Hey, I Phil. Well, well, thanks for. I'm gonna let you go, man. Thanks for coming on the pod and and we'll we'll be in touch. Yeah, definitely, man. Uh, thanks for having me again. And like always, go Spurs, go baby. <laughs> go Spurs, go baby. That's right. All right, man. I'll talk to you soon. You take care. All right, take it easy, man. Peace. All right, bye, brother, man. Big shout out to my dad, Stephen Garcia, Philip Boo. You'll be hearing these guys more often on the pod, especially once the season kind of kicks off. Um, thank you for tuning in. Make sure to go to eavesdropstudios.com uh, slash podcast Buck and Spurs. You'll find the Buck and Spurs page on there. Make sure to follow a Bucking Spurs on iTunes and Google Play. Make sure that you follow on Twitter at Bucking Spurs, Instagram a Bucking Spurs podcast. Make sure you share and as always, go Spurs go. Are we having fun yet? I want some nasty.